Yeah. What's up, party animals? Let's forget about all the bad decisions you made this past weekend and join the gang as we go beyond the party. You're now listening to the Beyond the Party podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Party podcast, right? I said that correctly? You did, yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Uh, we are lucky enough this week to have Grammy Award winning uh, music artist Nervo here, Mim and Liv, lining PDC today at about 3.30, and uh, we are stoked to have you. Welcome back to Atlantic City. Thank you. We haven't played a pool party here for a while. No. But I've been told, guys, it's going to rain cats and dogs. Really? It's going to rain cats, <laughs> yes. dogs, champagne, yes. everything. Uh, we're stoked to have you. Uh, let's get the show started. Yeah, awesome. Even though it's going to rain, though, we're under the dome. So We are under it's the perfect. dome. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, then. yeah. It works warm out. Outside. Super warm. 82 degrees in the pool yeah. every Saturday. Winning. <laughs> Got to plug it in. Right? Yeah. Got to throw that plug in. Go Phil's. Go Phillies, yeah, definitely. (laughs) But yeah, let's jump into it. I kind of wanted to start at first, just like taking a step back and seeing how you guys really got into DJing and producing at first. Well, it was all done very organically. We started as songwriters and then we had a few cuts. You call them cuts, like song placements with artists like um, Rachel Stevens. We would do it. We started off. We actually started off making music for advertising yeah. companies, oh, okay. so jingles. Well, we did that when our songs weren't making money. Yeah. So that was paying the bills. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, And, yeah. and uh, then we got into writing pop music, actually. Mm. That was kind of our jam when we were little teeny boppers. And then we moved to the UK, then we had a holiday in Ibiza, and basically our tastes just became more and more dance orientated. Yeah. So we found ourselves in this world of writing songs for pop stars during the week, but going Clubbing. to... Bristol for Bugged Out, you know, which is a dance event, um, or going to Ibiza for the weekend. And then we started working for DJs, making them their songs, and uh, that was when when Love Takes Over for David Guetta won the first Grammy. One of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah huge song. 2009. Oh Can you believe how long ago? Playlists. Is that? <laughs> I promise you it is. Yeah. I Not know. just because you're on the podcast, but... Honestly, yeah. well, one we, of my favorites. We were just told today that Pete Tong might be adding that to his classics. <laughs> so, okay, so, so now we're actually in the classics. Yeah. Uh. Bracket of songs it's that we'll take. I that. hope you know that. I mean, yeah, we'll it's a it. timeless it's a song. Thing, but yeah. it kind of yeah. makes you feel old. Yeah. Do you enjoy playing music? Or writing music. Well, yeah. that's the whole thing because we we really flogged that riding horse. You know, we wrote and wrote, and we were pulling like eleven hour days, At five least. days a week. You yeah. know, six days a week with so, zero gigs. And then yeah. we we got into DJing, and DJing took over a lot. So we went mm-hmm. from seven days a week in the studio to tour life, which yeah. is hours here and there that mm-hmm. you can grab. And now we are finding a bit more of a balance. Look. Ask me a week that I'm touring and I want to be in the studio. Ask me uh, after two weeks in the studio and I want to get out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really, really, really complement each other. But I will say there's something spiritual about being in the studio. Writing songs are yeah, ama- is it's amazing. it's very good for the soul. It's good for the mind. It's um, it's our therapy. It really is. There's We're mums now, so that's another big change in our lives. Best thing in the world, right? Best thing in the <laughs> COVID world. COVID mums. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Ah, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. I know. Right. We COVID were, did that, didn't it? And well, it's, but you're, 
mom, gir- all girls, right? All, we all gang. Full girl gang. Full yeah. girl gang. What's yeah. that like? Mim had two, two and Liv had one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, full girl gang. We love it. You love it? Yeah, why not? So girls how do you world? do studio, <laughs> tour, oh, mom? That is, how do you do that? that sleep. Well, well, it's so tough. A lot of concealer and um, yeah. a lot of compromise. Yes. And, and a lot of tag teaming. Yeah. It used to be where Liv and I were in the studio together all the time. Now what will happen is we'll take the moment. So last week I was in the studio by myself and mm-hmm. I'm throwing her ideas. I'm like, Liv, can you jump on it now? Mm-hmm. Help me here. And then so we'll do that. So, yeah, mm. it's harder for Liv. You know, she's a solo mum. Solo so, parent. Right. Yeah. Has, looks after her baby. So what do you do when you're traveling? Like, well, I uh, live with a nanny and I have a few nannies okay. that I rely on. They're and like, trust. I'm, I'm and well, you know, <laughs> trust, trust is a really hard I thing, isn't it? my kids with Neeks yeah. or any of them. <laughs> hey guys, come on. Well, look, you know, it's the most precious cargo, so I don't think you ever trust anyone. Yeah, (laughs) right. I mean, that's Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really, 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 really know. Trust is a whole other podcast, isn't it? (laughs) I think at some point you just need to bite the bullet, try your best, go with your gut. I mean, I do all the police checks, all the everything that you can, and, you know, at some point, and FaceTime is the best thing in the entire world. I, I've, thank God. Right? My right, yeah. goodness. Like, I've just got off the phone. Just um, She was just going to bed now because uh, they're in Europe. And, um, you know, we speak five times a day when I'm away. But still, you know, it's, it's hard. Them, right? But also, no. you bring your girl on the road with us. Oh, yeah. So any, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I saw that in one of your guys' videos like recently. Yeah, yeah the oldest yeah. girls are four. So they're still not... They don't have to go to school until they're five. Yeah. Or is it six? Five six. or six, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we can still take them out for long periods of time without getting in trouble. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I then do. even <laughs> even on weekends, if I'm touring in Europe, then she'll come with me and the nanny. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's see, like, I still haven't gotten approval to bring my son and put him on stage as a DJ. <laughs> like, like, do you ever see that video that Fisher did with his goddaughter? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. I tried yeah. to do that this summer, and she was like, I'll I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring her on when we're playing. We'll get the headphones. Right? Yeah, yeah. We actually did that. We brought our little girls on with us this time last year when we were in Qatar. They loved it. And uh, it was the first time they've ever seen us live. That's they've really seen cool. us, yeah, like the nannies would show us at Tomorrowland or on videos. Well, now they really understand what we do. They're like, yeah. mummies. They call us mummies. <laughs> You're going to a show. You're doing a show because they've been to one of Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's really. You know, I know that the nannies and our parents used to put things like the Tomorrowland stream on or any stream while we were away so they would think that they're watching us live. And do you know what Ace said to me? What? I can't remember what it was but we were talking about jobs and she said something along the line. She goes, can boys be DJs, Mama? (laughs) And I was like, yes, they can. Baby, but isn't that wild that she just thinks yeah, yeah. all DJs are women because her auntie and her mummies? I thought that was cool. That's awesome. No, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Start training them now. The yeah. So yeah. By the time yeah. they're 18, they'll be. They're yeah. Stars. They will. I think they are. I think your little girl is <laughs> smashing. You it. see, I think your her little girl has perfect pitch, does not like sing really well. Uh, on yeah. tune and has done since she was two years old. And loves to dance as well. Yeah. Cool. But your little girl, when it came to getting up on stage, she had more chutzpah. Yeah. She she was less shy. Yeah, she was. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. They can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. 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 We can't wait to see them on stage. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Stage (laughs) mum. We'll be Chris Jenner's. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, obviously being a parent's a lot, like, just in itself. And something, like, we really dive into on this podcast is mental health yeah. uh, in the nightlife industry. So how do you guys juggle everything, the traveling, oh, playing gosh. at different venues, going to different countries, and then being parents, too, back at home? What's kind of... Do you have any tricks or oh, tips guys. for anybody? <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. You know, life throws you curveballs that you never uh, can imagine. Expect. We always yeah. say life is like a kiss and a slap. Just when you get your kiss, then you get your slap. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to learn to just deal with the kisses mm-hmm. and the slaps. Yeah. And, um, Our careers have been like that. Yeah. We, um, we struggled for a long time and then we had a great period and we're kind of holding on or we're having a great time. But, you know, that, you know, touring, we're actually, we're lucky because we have each other. So when we're on the yeah. road to address the mental health thing, you know, being a solo DJ, I just really feel for these guys. Always alone, the pressure all on you. We don't have that. We're so lucky to have each other. But um, Yes, but we've still dealt with depression. Yes, we have. Know? Yeah, And I think depression is... It's also outside of the music industry. It's everywhere. And let's For face sure. it, yeah. it's the most uh, – it's it's a number one issue in humanity, I think. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. you, if you can't somehow manage it, then, you know, it just ruins lives. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything that happened out of Avicii's, you know, death is um, it showed people that even people that seemed like they had everything and what should be the happiest life of all isn't. So you never yeah. really know what's going on mm. and be mindful and kind and, you know, all mm. that jazz. Yeah. Supportive. It's important. Yeah, I mean, you can speak a little bit on mental health. Yeah, no, I went through a full, like, when I discovered I was being a single mom, I um I was six months pregnant. And oh, wow. I had a crazy situation. My partner basically, who I was with for a couple of years, actually had another life. I didn't know. He had a longer-term partner in another, another country. pregnant at the same time. Oh, and wow, he had a child from me. I had wow. no idea. And I found out when I was so heavily pregnant, I really, I, I mean, all I can say, it was like the deepest, darkest depression I've ever could imagine. And that's not safe for you or the No. At all. No, it was not safe. It yeah. was not. It was, and, and it's been four and a half years now, so I can talk about it without breaking down. And yeah. It's just part of my story now. And, um, and it's, oh man, you know, I've been to the dark side. It's not nice. So anyone Good experiencing it is just, you know, whoa. Yeah. My, there's there's a way out. It. Yeah, well, you know, it's not you don't crush it. It doesn't disappear. No, you get crushed, you get yeah, crushed and you just. But you're still crushed. You just yeah. have to work up, 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 a little bit up each time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Take the wins. Take the wins. Focus on the wins. Life's so easy to go down that dark bubble if you try and focus on that. You mm-hmm. know. There are just so many sickos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you can't control that. You know, they're not in Atlantic City. I promise. We always. The funny thing is with our career, because being artists, you're always dealt with rejection. People are always saying, "Oh, that song's not good enough. Oh, you don't look good enough. Oh, what is this?" You know, and you're always. We always have this saying where you go where the love is. So if someone's not loving that record, fine. There'll be another record label or another mm-hmm. artist. It's just. Do what you feel is right and then take the journey in the way it needs to go. So so who's the person that uh, or or the company or or whoever yeah. was the, the person that, that didn't reject? The first person that was like, yo, this oh, is Oh, we've had hit. some beautiful like, uh, mentors, yeah. emotional mentors in our life. There was a guy, so Max Goose, 
was a, and he is now involved in kind of the more urban scene in LA, but he was one of the first A&Rs who, he put us in touch with Kelly Rowland, okay. who then put us in touch with David Guetta, mm. which is how we wrote When Love Takes Over for yeah, her. Yeah. It was for her, actually, for her album. We and submitted then it to Max for Kelly. Oh, wow. And um, they thought, no, two dance. They passed. And then, <laughs> then David released ago, it. Just called us and he's like, hey, girls, I love what you've done. Later. Yeah. Awesome. Can I? Yeah. So cool. So yeah. someone's trash was someone's treasure. treasure. So it's really nice to just not get bogged down on the areas that don't like you because yeah. it doesn't matter. There will be areas and lanes that do like you. It's funny because now, you know, in, in dance world, it's the same. It's so up and down mm -hmm. and you're on this um, depression group. Yeah. So <laughs> in, in a depression chat group. So yeah. that sounds really bad, but it's, it's not. It's really healthy. In fact. No, it's a mental health mm. discussion between a whole lot of DJs. I don't actually think I'm allowed to talk about it because that's one of the conditions of being oh, okay. part of the group. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you got <But> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was set up by a really big DJ who had struggled with his own mental health. And he uh, knew what happened to me. So then he invited me into this group. And it's a whole lot of DJs just talking about how rough it is, really. The industry and, and how their sound might not be as relevant right now. Mm. And they're trying yeah. their hardest in the studio. And it's just not going well for a minute. And know? a lot of people are... Um, having a lot of grievances about having to be a social media person, like their TikTok isn't on point. How can they keep up with touring and TikTok and making music and gigs yeah. and family life at home? And everyone's just, you know, it's it's tough. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a it's lot. A lot. And, but yeah. you have a team. We have a team. We have a team, but we we run a team. Right. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's We're running very a team. Hard running a team. Well, because we've you got have to keep everyone super motivated, super excited about their job, super happy. People have got not their own. too stressed. Yeah. You know? So what keeps you motivated and excited to keep your team motivated? Oh, we love our job. Yeah. yeah. You know, we and we have a really do. good team now. We it hasn't always been like that. We've had no. um, we've been sued by our team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had really no sneaky joke. people working for us, yes. working with us, I should say, and just um, we tried to sue. Us. Yeah, with really strong agendas and yeah. um yeah. and hidden, and it was it was horrible. It was a deceit. Actually, it was a betrayal. You yeah. know, it was like yeah. that was one of the first. Um, well, not first. That was a big business betrayal that we we had been through. And it was hard because it was emotional because I don't know how you run your business, but we're kind of friends with people we do business with. So it's hard when, you know, the mask comes off and you discover what it's being about. Oh, sure. yeah. You're being yeah. secretly recorded. Yeah. That's and that's oh being used to bribe you. And then you realize that recording's got nothing in it. Yeah. But, you know, they, you know. But at that point, yeah. So it's, you know, these things you go through. Mim and I are like, just wow. looking at each other and like, what? We can't believe. This yeah. is real. The lengths. Yeah. yeah. And so we just, but you know what? Lucky, the weekend comes. We get on a plane, we see the promoter who we've been seeing for five years, who's actually become a friend of ours, who we now talk about kids and stuff, and we, we have a break from it, right. you know? Yeah, so yeah. that's also the beauty of being a touring artist. You just, you, we've formed like a community around the world, and we actually have a lot of, well, we think good friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I yeah. wanted to ask, though, be, like beyond the actual business of it, yeah. Uh, 
what really drives you guys like to make music and the songs? Like, what drives your passion for it? And what do you want your listeners to take away from the music that you make? Uh, we actually have to make music. It's actually in us. We just so COVID was an amazing yeah. creative time for us. We made some of the best music that we've ever made. We haven't released it yet oh. because we haven't kind of found its sound. No, that sound isn't right. When we're, um, this is the, the problem, the beauty and the pain of being an artist is that people put you in a box. So Same. I think we've, we've, quite, we've been boxed in that 132 BPM EDM sound, yeah, right? right? But Mim and I actually play a lot of side trance and, um, and have oh. been for years. So now trying to move releases into that, that vein but then we also really love some more chilled stuff. So, you know, you're always trying to fit your music into boxes, which they sometimes don't fit in. But And the drug really is making the music. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we, we, we just do it, it, it motivates us. We used to do it when we were like kids, 15 or 13, mm. before we were even recording music. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up with instruments and, and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, we were super lucky. Our, we started piano when we were four. Oh, wow. And yeah, violin as well, which is really good for your, your ear, ear, actually. And uh, then Liv started guitar as well. So we, we were lucky, super duper lucky. We came from a um, an immigrant background. So mum and dad are born in Italy and they really um, were super broke immigrants, moved over to Australia and gave us kids everything mm. that they didn't Education have. was so, like, Please. such a focus. And mm. we really just didn't want for anything. We had every music lesson we could ever yeah, want. want. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that helped us because actually I think most of our writing came well from keys yeah. and I think singing. Mim is an amazing singer. She's yeah. on most of our records. Yeah. And our big record, she is the vocalist. So, um, well, you are. You've got a good little voice there, Mim. <laughs> no, I don't know. You just won't sing, really. No. <laughs> Sorry. I love we it. might be identical twins, but we do not have identical voice voices. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask, like, I think a lot of people don't notice that, you know, being, you know, uh, musically inclined really goes into DJing and producing and they don't know how much that could help and how much of that translates over to DJing. I've been DJing for about like four years now, mm -hmm. but my whole life I played percussion and yes. piano. Mm -hmm. And when I started DJing, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be completely different. But no, like beat matching and yeah, yeah. keys, you know, it, it all Beat relates. matching and key keys and ears is important to hear. But I feel like when it comes to making music, yeah, uh, it, I don't know, I feel like the background, the, the years of music training that we've had, the grade eight theory that we've right. done, I don't feel like we use that that much. It's no. not the inspiration that comes in to when we write and put down recordings, mm -hmm. I feel. And also, you know, we worked with Tim Avicii and he wasn't uh, musically trained. Oh, okay. Yet he would just look at the computer screen and he, he actually wrote in a really different way. I mean, he was a what freak. we'd ever seen. He was a complete freak, complete genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. um, he used to paint Yes. the notes, like watching him. And not even press play. And wouldn't even play. And we would say, okay, let's go back, bring it 16 back so we oh, can hear it. Because we in. would want to get into it and, and he, on it a bit more. Yeah, he wouldn't want to listen. He just would kind of colour in with the MIDI and we were like, 
well, this is so weird. But then we worked with Afrojack shortly after and he did the same. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was quite similar. And also there's another producer yeah. called Danger okay. who was Timberland's Beats guide. He would listen of, a bit more though. Yeah, but he had never done any music lesson no. in his entire life. And was a genius. And was a genius. Yeah, one of the biggest freak producers I've ever seen. <laughs> but then you look at people like Max Martin who is the Swedish songwriting god and he is a percussionist she's crushing so, so <laughs> no but he, he actually is to go weak no, the knees that lung, that lung, like literally a lot of drummers are amazing producers right yeah yeah Bill collins you know there's they've, they've, they've got a different perception of melody mm. and um it's funny because drummers don't learn melody but yet they feel it in a different way yeah no 100 percent yeah, I think. Look at someone like David Guetta, okay, not musically trained, but a hit. Genius. Master. Yeah. You know, you can pick a song and be like, hit, not hit, hit, not hit. In not three hit, seconds. <laughs> In three seconds. I remember we used to play him ideas and be like, David, please listen to this one, please. Wait, wait, get to the middle stop. way. And you'd be like, he no. would stop within like 40 seconds. We're like, David, you missed the best bit. And he was always like, no, no, this is not good I enough. I heard it already. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to wait. A minute to get to the best bit, and you know what? He's absolutely right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, a, now too, I feel like people's attention spans are really shortened. Like in terms of social media, listening to music, like they want to yeah. get right to it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah you only have no fifteen rules. seconds for a story on Instagram. It's you a know? Yeah. But then, you, but then you see all this other stuff because I disagree sometimes. Now I would think yes in two thousand sixteen, but now you've got Tale of Us coming out, and all these guys that are just. It's There's long. patience in the music. Yeah, it's, the it's um, you know, yeah, they're not short snippets of sounds. Like yeah, there yeah. is another wave coming through with greater patience and bigger grooves, which is fun, it, it, which is inspiring, hey? Right, yeah. Which is definitely. why we all really love dance music and places like Ibiza. <laughs> Dark rooms in Ibiza. Is that your favorite place to play? Oh my Ooh, gosh! This summer, I think so. Yes, it was great this summer. Yeah. We played with Robin Schultz at Pasha. Oh wow! And we haven't played Pasha for years, and it was just amazing. It's nice. Yeah. It's like, Pasha is like a really romantic, sexy club. It's like a house, in fact. It's like an oversized thinker mansion. Thinker. Yeah. yeah. And it's just sexy. So nice. It's so beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. And right. it's the same staff that have been working there. there. Yeah, you've got to get there. Yeah, you you get there. Yeah. And it's not like yeah. the other clubs on the island, you could be anywhere. You could be in Vegas. Right. Whereas if you go to Pacha in Ibiza, it's different. Oh, there's yeah. no other club like it in the world. Magic. Yeah. How can you describe the differences to me, like of a club in the US compared to a club outside of the US in different countries? Oh, you guys have got a lot of great clubs here mm. as well. You know, Vegas has really lifted the game for the world, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. And New York is always great as well. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of great clubs here. Yeah, America's amazing. Yeah. You guys have EDC. Washington. You have some of the biggest raves. Oh, my gosh, yeah, in Washington. What's that place? Q uh, City, Echo Park. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all these. Um, Miami. Uh, yeah, Miami. My gosh. Like, <laughs> you guys. You it guys shouldn't are... be part of our country. It, I, I, <laughs> it should be its own. Yeah. America's, it's like, it's got a vibe. It's got a vibe. Yeah. It should be its own, like. Yeah. Well, that's Space. the thing about America. You guys feel like you've got a lot of countries all in one. It's like right. Europe in, yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love it. We love it here. Yeah, we do. We were always saying that one day we would end up in America. Uh, but we just, you know, haven't yet. Well, we spent else. a lot of time in LA. A lot. And we still love LA. But since the Bebes. And New York. 
we spent been, a lot of time in New York. We've been more in Europe now. Mm. Very good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What would you say is growing up was your biggest inspiration? Like, who did you look up to as a musical artist? Oh, I know. So, um, as soon as, like, we really got onto that first UK sound, Fatboy Slim, Chemical Brothers, The Prodigy, Basement Jacks, that kind of stuff. Groovamata. Yeah, Groovamata. It was all of that sound, that wave, and that was what really just made us want to get overseas, made us want to go and try festivals for the first time. Australia is great because you've got – you get – American music and European. European music. You know, we did get the full, you know, uh, NSYNC wave and Mariah Carey wave yeah. and Britney and all that. But you also get the UK wave, mm. which is nice. So Eclectic. We just, yeah, we just moved to the UK when we were 19. What's the difference between playing a festival and a club? Oh, lots of differences. Yeah. The set's are always shorter for uh-huh. a festival. Although we are playing one hour today. I know, which is strange. Mm-hmm. I thought that was odd, but um, I like it when you can. The other day we played in a club in Switzerland. Oh, Remember my God. How good was that? Oh, Basil. It was amazing. Yeah. You could feel the crowd, you know. Mm, that's the best. It yeah. just felt so nice. I know this sounds a bit naughty, but, you know, people could smoke in the club and it was just cold. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I know that's really malo, malo. No, no, no. You're fine. But yeah. um, it just felt like a real dirty club. We went so hard for so much longer than mm-hmm. what we normally would before playing some commercial goodies mm. and then people were really still into it. Big room or small room? It was a small room. It was a small, small room. room. Yeah. Small room, more intimate. Yeah, it was probably, right? what do you think it was, 500 capacity? Oh, it was wow. tiny. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Very close. Everyone right. felt close. Yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was heaving. Heaving. What would you say is your favorite festival that you've done? Ever? Ever. Oh, that's such a hard question. I mean, I think we we still say Tomorrowland Brazil. It was eight years ago now. And the reason why we know that is because we're going back to play there next weekend. And someone told us that the first one was eight years ago. And I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? My gosh. But it was amazing. Just a hundred thousand people, you know, you know, at a time where that music that we were playing and making and releasing was just so on fire and that electric feeling. I mean, I think EDC was also very, very cool. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like the desert. There's, you know, it's nice. Yeah. What's another one? I love some of the Spanish ones, the Spanish festivals this summer. So. Yeah, they're just dirty. There's less <laughs> There's less um, bells and whistles. You know, it's more just about a field with, like, a big stage. Obscene. Which one was? Oh, it yeah. Was like the, it was Army Barracks. Was that Nature One or something? Sorry, guys, we're forgetting all the names. That's really no, um, pro of us. But we've, we've had an amazing summer with some incredible festivals, actually. Yeah, mainly Europe this summer. But, but you're, like, part of it. So, like, I guess what a lot of people don't see is, like, you come to a casino, you get the suite, you get the ground transportation. You yeah, we're so lucky. You get and whistles, you go to a festival, you get a porta potty and a <laughs> yeah. and, like, you're more part of, like, yeah. of the whole entire experience. Yeah. yeah, That's fine. I kind of like it, you yeah. know. Out of it. You're camping. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my parents wouldn't like it. They'd be like, <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> I also wanted to ask too, like it's gonna be one of our uh, final questions, but 
as sisters traveling, you know, all the time, I have two little sisters myself, and they constantly butt heads. I wanted to ask, you know, I, as much as good could come out of it, yes. is it ever difficult sometimes, like being constantly together and, you know, just traveling all the time? I think the being together isn't difficult, but we are basically more married than most married couples. Yeah. Um, we're business partners. Every cent we've earned is together. You know, we're kind of joined families, especially because I'm a solo parent, so I kind of latch onto her family a bit more for that reason. Prob that's probably part of it. But business partners, family, uh, friends, wife. My <laughs> man my man says always says he's got two wives. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> or he says he's got a husband and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the husband? You're the husband. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I know, yeah, I think your husband's more chilled, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, Depends what family you're in. But you have to ask him. Look, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah, right. We, we definitely have two other siblings and we couldn't work with them. So we, we have a good flow, but we definitely fight like siblings. Yeah. It's Are just, the other you know, siblings in the music industry as no, well? No, no, they're not. Awesome. They love music. Yeah. Our brother was actually DJing before us. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, he really was really cool. young when he started DJing and we were writing music and he was kind of the cool kid at the parties, you know, <laughs> playing tunes. And then and then we took him on the road with us and he was the worst tour manager we ever had. <laughs> he, he, he got so nervous he wouldn't even We'd press like, play. We were like, <laughs> set up. And he's like, I'm, I'm too nervous. And I'm like, what do you mean? Do you know how to do this? <laughs> we're like, press play. Like, no, you press play. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, working with family is a whole other thing. Yeah, it's but we speak to like all the family members about it, like the Dubs boys and Dimmy and Mike. There's a lot of siblings. Yeah, I I I get why siblings work because tour life is lonely and it's hard. And oh yeah, yeah, but not just business that. Partners, but business life in music is hard. Like yeah, everyone yeah. trying to rip you off and lie to you and. Yeah. You know, so when you've got your sibling there, yeah. at least when there's a bit more, trust them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's like everyone, everyone's coming at you, but you hope your sibling isn't, you know, but there's a lot like Dimmy Mike, Cruella, yeah. um, Dubs Boys, Show Tech. The Cruella girls are more like us. Like yeah. they bought a house together. Mm -hmm. They, you know, I, I'm not sure if they have the same bank account, but I remember mm. when we were speaking to the boys about it. And they didn't. They had separate bank accounts. And yeah, Demi and Mike do separate bank yeah. accounts, don't they? And they even worked out things like with buying clothes for shows. Like one would spend a lot more and the other one yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> and it was all – whereas we just say, oh, we bought this this week or that last well, week. Well, we don't even tell each other. No, We're just we like – Believe it or not, your support DJs that are on right now are yeah. two identical twins. Get <laughs> out! Yeah. 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 I was going to say that. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think twins – yeah, we're just we're all they're sisters. great kids. Yeah. yeah, can't wait for you to meet them. Yeah, me too. Girls or boys? Off. Two boys, so we're going. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And uh, do they do the whole identical thing? They or do, do the they... whole identical? Oh thing? yeah, 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 Their yeah. Dose like it's wow. Just, oh, does does <laughs> like two white t-shirts yeah. and black pants on today? Oh they wow, completely matched. So yeah. that's yeah. like um the the twin. of the twin. You know, the twin, the girls. Yep. Yeah. They always dress the same. It's so cute. Yeah, they're down. The cute guys are down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a twin off. Yeah. <laughs> we always joked that if we got together with two with another set of identical twins. I mean, it's never happened, guys. No, it hasn't. But if we did and we both had kids with identical twins, then those kids would genetically be siblings. Yes. 
Because we have the same DNA. DNA. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't isn't think that, of that. Isn't that wild so and a bit sick? My daughters and her, <laughs> like, my daughters and her daughter, they've got half the same DNA. Wow. They're like half sibs. Mm. I'm sure they're super close. Right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're frenemies. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, like best friends and enemies at the yeah, same right. time. Mm. There's this weird competitiveness between those two. Sure yeah, are. like they'll be like, I got this. Or I got this. And yeah, oh. we're just like, no, 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 stop. <laughs> Sharing yeah. everything, you know. Mm. That's think, how it is, that younger age stuff. Well, I think that's mm. the best thing about being a twin. You're never given something. You're always given something to share. Oh, yeah. yeah. We shared every birthday present, every birthday party, every everything. Cake, every Everything, every bedroom, every, you know. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We were separated at school, but somehow, you know, as you get older, your elective classes all became the same anyway. The same. So then we ended up always doing all the music classes, mm. so stayed together. Yeah. Together forever, right? Yeah, and here together you are forever. now. Together forever. <laughs> 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 Twins <are> the <laughs> That's the next song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah play that first song when you guys go up. <laughs> You guys have any uh, announcements or new music coming out soon? Yes, yes. We've just done a cover of Niles Barkley's Crazy. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah, we're going to play a brand new remix that we received today. Oh, I cannot wait to hear that. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, we're testing it, and um, it's crazy. Did I say that? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's coming out next week. So we're on pre-release right now. Awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, just got so much. We, we have to work out what's coming out when now. Yeah, we, we had a – we just – we didn't actually release that much music, At did we? At the beginning of the year, no. Yeah. It's so hard, guys. You know, it's hard to make so music – find the time to make the music. It's a lot. But, you know, we keep punching. Yeah, right, right. One final question, too, yeah. uh, while we're on producing – I just started producing and Great. literally dropped my first song yesterday. Amazing. Congrats. Um, but, you know, I work on it every day and I have so many projects that I'm working on. Yeah. Is there kind of like a method to like what you're going to release when? And uh, we, any advice? Well, any we, advice um, <laughs> we are famous for having 10 things going at once. Because um, unfinished projects, at least even 20. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And some of these might be going for five years, you know. And it sounds extreme, but when we're in the studio, if we, if we get stale, we just move on, close it down, open up a new session. And we find that keeps us fresh. We love fresh ears. Mm -hmm. So um, we try not to get pressured from people to have a new song ready because every time we've done that we've rushed it and then we we've not been, been happy. happy with it yeah. so we just try it now and hold back a little bit more and also what we like doing is getting an idea that we've done to a certain level and then we'll have loads of friends that say hey I'm looking for this or this and then we'll send them our ideas and that's often how a collab starts yeah. we just send so something to Medusa actually yeah. so, so if we get too bogged down on something and the, the drop is not sounding so great we'll be like that's okay. We've got mm. some great hooks here. Let's just see where we can get this to through doing a collab. Yeah. So that's what's um, a bonus with us. You know, we yeah, collabing is a good thing because if you're so in your own head and yeah. you don't know whether you like it or not, just sometimes having that one extra person to be like, love it. Then that's all you need yeah, to kind of give friend, yourself yeah. that push to go, all right, now I can release it. Remember a good friend of ours said to us, Paul Harris. What did he say? He said, girls, you've got to learn when to finish. Yeah, we never finish. Yes, because we're always perfecting, perfecting, perfecting. Mm -hmm. And he's like, people don't really care for perfection. And you're, you're, what you think is perfection is an, another person's imperfection. So just, just release it. 
And mm. then yeah. if you want, get a remix and get someone else to mm. spread love into it. But yeah. just don't get bogged down on the details. But that's so hard because we're just detail girls. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just go where the love is. Keep it fresh. If it's if it's stale, move on to a new mm. idea. I mean, you're always going to have editing to do. Mm. I don't know about you. If I'm feeling like one day the ideas aren't coming out, you just I'll comp- just go to a session where I need to edit and there's yeah. seven hours gone. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, you know, that and that stuff. Housekeeping. Yeah, house. Yeah, clean, cleaning up your sessions just takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it was... There's always work to do for us. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for the advice. And thank you guys <laughs> for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank it's you. It's a great conversation. I'm excited to hear you guys play downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs>